Welcome to Do You Have a Musket? Also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to Beat Me. <laughs> it's a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer where we take a look at each episode as it originally aired 20 years ago today. And this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 5, Homecoming. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to talk about characters. We're going to be talking about Homecoming. Yes, it's that on the nose. So spoilers abound for this episode, episodes before and after it, uh, and even the comics, and maybe even other shows and movies. Here at the Apocalypse Come Beat Me, we think it's super rad that you were Guacamole Queen. Hello! Welcome! We are here again. My name is Kelly and I'm here as always with my faithful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. Daniel, say hello. Hi. And we're here to talk about Homecoming. Season 3, Episode 5 originally aired November 3rd, 1988. That's not true. That would have been 30, 30 years, years ago. Because that's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> 1998. That would be 20 Buffy years ago. from the 80s would be a different show. It's true. It would it's be. Fun. But it's a fun thought experiment, yeah. Mm. You know, I kind of forgot that we, um, while we were doing our summer rewind, that we pitched the best Buffy reboot ever of, of Nikki Wood. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that happens. Yeah. No reboot news while we're on the subject. This episode written and directed by David Greenwalt. Uh, the only other episode he wrote and directed was Reptile Boy. So that's cool. But he has written and directed um, independently a lot on Angel, especially. And He's the showrunner of Angel. That's right. And he'll this this will be his penultimate episode. The last one he'll do is The Wish in a couple coming up, which is a great fucking episode. So, so he gets better every time. He does. Improving. (laughs) Let's give this guy a show. That's Uh, a good learning curve. (laughs) The one before this was uh, Faith, Hope, and Trick that he directed. Oh, lied. He wrote. So what happened this episode? (laughs) Slayer Fest 98 is what happened. The most exciting competition to come to Sunnydale since ever. Did we have competitions in Sunnydale? We have sport, cheerleader tryouts. Uh, A group of mercenaries, for lack of a better term, uh, Bumbly put together by Mr. Trick, and their goal is to murder Faith and Buffy, which is the goal of many an enemy on this show. Uh, it is unsuccessful, as instead of kidnapping Buffy and Faith, they kidnap Buffy and Cordelia, which makes for fun hijinks and bonding time. You're sick, you know that? Okay, let's not say something we'll uh, regret later, okay? You crazy freak, vapid whore. Like that. What did you call me? Cool B-plot of Xander and Willow making out which is gross and we'll get into. And uh, in the end, Buffy's able to thwart the majority of the mercenaries. They either flee or die. Uh, Two of them, brutally, by gunshot. Never explained or cleaned up, I'm sure. And uh, Blown up. We, oh, I forgot. Buffy and Cordelia are running for Homecoming Queen. That is kind of the point of the episode. (laughs) But in the end, they don't win, which is one of the best endings of TV history. Pretty good. Okay, couple of firsts. Willow and Xander grossness, as explained. That's the first time they've smooched on screen. Uh, we can't attest to what happened in fifth grade or whatever when they were briefly mm. dating. But, uh, cannot attest. Can't, can't know all the things. This is the first explicit example of vampires being married. Obviously, Spike and Drusilla are in a relationship. They have love. But uh, Candy and, and Lyle Gorcher are married apparently i don't really know how that would go down because theoretically they would have to go to the court to get a marriage license but they're dead so they wouldn't have any identification <laughs> and they're from the 1800s well at least he is i don't know how well, candy is. i mean they could have been married and then turned into vampires no nah, because lyle was, was turned in 1910 <laughs> what does that mean what? She wasn't around. No, no, she wasn't around. Because remember when him and Tector came? That this is a recent marriage, and she, just, she even mentions, I think, in the episode that mm. they just got married. Yeah, this is this is a recent affair of the, in the last uh, eighteen months since we last saw Lyle. I, I was just trying to find a legal way for them to be married. Well, I appreciate that. Isn't there? You know, if you're like with someone for so long, common law marriage. Common law marriage. <laughs> I mean, they have not reached that, and never will, as it turns out. But yeah, true. Um, they could have reached common law. R.I.P. Candy Gorch. A couple fun facts. Sarah Michelle Gellar broke a bone in her hand during the filming of this episode, which I understand because there's a lot of attention. She's thrown around quite a bit in this episode. Someone gets smashed in the face. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that that's her stunt double, but when she's thrown against the wall and hits the trash can, that's her. Like, the whole time, I'm pretty sure. And that was pretty brutal. Yeah. I guess that's it. Just going to leave that little elephant squeak in there. That's pretty great. Oh, 
you know, Peckapaw that directed the uh, oh, yeah. the Wild Bunch. Oh, no. Apparently, there's a characters in there called Lyle and Hector Gorge. Holy shit! That, that we can't confirm that that's where they got it from, but I'm pretty fucking sure that's where they got it from. Yeah, those are pretty uh, unique names. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be fun if you guys are on board with reading the strengths and weaknesses of Buffy's homecoming mm-hmm. competitors. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I'd love to see that. Great. So it's too grainy. Couldn't couldn't read it. Well, thank God for the internet because I didn't have to either. Because I was like, I could pause it and then write them all down. But I bet someone else has already done it. Sure enough. Thanks, Buffy boards. Michelle Blake. Weaknesses include bad skin. Where's polyester? PB crazed. I can only assume she means PB crisp, the delicious snack from the '90s that dear God planters pre. Please bring it back. Those were delicious. Good. I don't even know what they are. They're the shape of a peanut, oh, loosely, oh, yes, 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 and inside yeah. is like approximately of peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are delicious. Mm-hmm. I know. They're not here anymore? Mm-hmm. Sure. No, oh, no, no. They went away. They oh. went away in the dinosaur. Whoa. Whoa. I had no idea. Dandruff. Too much makeup. And never studies. That one made me sad because I noticed the uh, bad skin and too much makeup while we were watching it. And I was like, of course she's wearing a lot of makeup. She has bad skin. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hate her for both of them? These are harsh. Um, Yeah. Not great. Very, very sad. But if it's not PB Crisp, which is an understandable. PB Craze, you said, right? Yeah. That means that she's well, probably peanut just peanut butter. And that's just not as understandable. <laughs> Strengths. Popular. Cheerleader. Athletic. Yearbook editor. Friendly. Good cook. And nice. Good cook. How would you know? How would you know? <laughs> Come on. By self Exclude. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. She's because she said it herself. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. That's so we the believe word. her. The one with bad skin. We just believe her. Right. Yeah. Because as we know, anybody who looks slightly different than normal in the Joss Whedon universe, evil. Boom. This one's a liar. Holly Charleston. Weaknesses. Few friends. New student. No boyfriends. Oh. Introvert. Way too much studying. So you can worst person ever. <laughs> Too much studying. <laughs> Not enough studying. <laughs> we need exactly the right amount of studying. That sounds right. Strengths: debating skills, straightforward. That's not a skill. It's like a personality trait. But I guess not all of these are anyway. Uh, drill team: good in sports and always studies. Whoa, Wait, what? what? So too much studying, always studies. So too much studying is a weakness, but also she's always studying, which is a strength. Okay. You know, I got a review at a job once like that. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, you did this great, but not enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, what they might be saying is she studies so much, which is great in theory, but now that's why she doesn't have a man, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. So, let me ask you a question right off the bat. What do you think your greatest strengths as a manager? Why don't I tell you what my greatest weaknesses are? I work too hard. I care too much, and sometimes I can be too invested in my job. Okay. And your strengths? Well, my weaknesses are actually strengths. Oh. Yes. Very good. There you go. Very good. Guys don't like smart girls. No. Mm. Cordelia Chase. Strengths. Popular with boys. Makes friends easily. Has money to buy votes. Expensive clothes. Perfect teeth. Weaknesses. Manipulative. Two-faced. Bad in sports. Superficial. Superficial. No sense of humor. Fake smile. Brie and Xander. Xander's weakness. <laughs> Take that as you will. Vapid whore. Oh my god. That nowhere. That was like the most strong language we used to insult someone ever on the show. <laughs> Especially I'd not coming still, from a bad guy. I still think today if I heard that on a show, I would be taken Woo. back. That is like Yeah, exactly, man. Wow. People just don't call people that. No, they don't. That's rude. Because that is rude. Uh, I did want to quickly go over our cast, our little motley crew of Slayer Fest 98. We've got Kulot, Kulak of the Mequot clan, clearly. Clearly. That spiny-headed looking thing. Um, we have the Gru- Gruenstaller twins. Gruenstaller twins. Glad you caught their as... name. I just ignored Oh, wait, it's not in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who are ringleaded by the old man yeah. who doesn't get a name. Really? This character. This old guy man. was so important. He's like, I am the future. <laughs> Nothing. No, can't even call him Bob. Uh, we've got Frowley, a.k.a. Jungle Bob. I guess that's where the Bob comes in, mm. who is a poor facsimile for Gib Kane uh, from Phases, who oh, is the werewolf right. hunter. I don't know why we didn't just get that dude back because I have a feeling he would probably be available, but eh. Definitely. And uh, the gorgeous Lyle and Candy. No Tector, though. No Tector, because he died. Aww. He got 
Got bad egged. Swallowed up by the, the mama bees or. Oh, yeah. So I like this episode a lot because I think it's really fun. It's my, what I like about season three is that they really perfected the filler episode. So there's not a lot of plot movement. Although we do get to meet a major character. The mayor. Oh, yeah. Here comes a new challenger. <laughs> no, just leave that in like she did it. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> I guess you could layer it behind her. Oh, thing. I will. That's what I do. <laughs> uh, and let us never forget Deputy Mayor Alan Finch. We so, never forgot, so we never knew. <laughs> it really works out well for us. He's the the lesser mayor. If the mayor gets assassinated, he becomes the mayor, right? He's deputized to mayor. <laughs> exactly. I all I know about him is that he likes mayonnaise on his sandwiches. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I got. And doesn't wash his hands thoroughly enough. I mean, surely we all don't wash our hands that thoroughly. Whatever this mayor is on, he's Ooh. on some bullshit. And we know he's vulnerable to getting stabbed through the heart with a piece of wood. So we probably all have that in common. That's not in this episode. We don't know that yet. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's how he dies. R.I.P. I just want to go back to the to fact. To Deputy Mayor. We talked about this episode and initially how Kelly described liking this episode was that it's just fun and games and nothing happens and it's not all dramatic and about the plot. And I was like, isn't that your critique of the first two seasons sure that is. episodes aren't enough about the plot? Sure so is. instead of saying that as if the critique is now a good thing, she's moved it to say, no, no, they just did it better. I both <laughs> study too much yes. and study not enough. Classic yes. strength weakness situation. <laughs> We have too many filler episodes and also not enough filler episodes. I, I, I think it's just the quality. I think it's massively improved for the filler episodes. They're so much more fun now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we have Angel's a person. He's becoming more with it, I guess. Uh, obviously, he notices when Buffy says Giles' names, he's like, oh, fuck, I tortured that guy. Ugh, I just yeah. remember that. And then we have uh, Buffy and Scott breaking up, which is not necessarily the yeah. biggest thing. Um we have Willow and Xander kissing. That's going to be a thing, obviously, uh, in the introduction of the mayor. So there is quite a few little plot movements around here. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's enough of them. <laughs> that just sounded so gross. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's the fun hijinksy stuff of, of... Crazy freak, vapid whore. Uh, Buffy and Cordelia, both when they're trapped in the Slayer Fest 98 game and also before that, even just doing the homecoming stuff. is It's a lot of fun. What would you know about it? Just because you're a guacamole queen when you were three doesn't mean you understand how this works. I I liked this episode. It was fine. Great. <laughs> I was I five years ago. I hated this episode. And oh I, really? Yeah, and I hated. I went back through and I realized that I I brought up last week about binging and how binging sort of warps your mentality of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I you know there's no way to go back and remember how we binged it at the time. But I knew by this point I was over. Buffy, we might have gone from fucking Dead Man's Party to here. You know what I mean? Like, right, if yeah. you were to do that in one night, because we would watch like four or five at night. I mean, yeah. we tore through it. So, if that were the case, then I was I was pissed. I was really mad at Buffy. I thought Buffy was the instigator of everything. And so I was like, no, you don't get to talk to my friends like that. <laughs> and super warped. The same thing happened with Willow and Oz. Like, I... Because I don't know who Oz is, I don't know who any of these people are. I just like my friends, so I was like, "Oh, this is fine." Xander and Willow. Xander and oh, did I say Xander? Yeah, Xander and Willow. No, this the, this being Xander oh, this, and Willow, the, yeah. this being Xander and Willow, and I, th- I that was fine too. And now I'm like, that is a huge mistake. And now I look at it and like I can see the mechanics. I'm fine with it. I've made peace with Willow and Xander. I hate it, but I understand why they did it. But I like this episode a lot more because I like Cordelia. And I like Buffy and I know how it all ends. And I think that really helps me get through this because whatever the fuck I was on last time, I was crazy. Thanks, Cordelia. Humiliation's really good for my color. But I think it's interesting if we were to keep notes of all the stuff that we consume and then we grow up and then we go back and look at it. You realize how different of a person you are. Yeah. Which or is less drunk, really. And also, <laughs> and also just taking it one at a time is essential. Yeah. Like when, because all of that animus was 100% directed at five episodes total. Right. And then just like, we're at the rock bottom, the bottom of the bottom. It's like, no, this is not the bottom of the bottom. We've been to the bottom of the bottom. We're never going back there. It's called Kill by Death. We are, we are out. <laughs> we're out of that hole. So it was really fun. Uh, the dynamics were excellent. Um, all of our friends, they maybe not a great relationship, you know, pretty low, Actually, score. maybe the lowest. Yeah. But it's, 
but still they were around one another and that was really great so Stacia what do you think of this episode generally um I overall like this episode because I generally like episodes where we get unusual character pairings Mm because you'll often see you know like Buffy and Willow together, or even Buffy and Xander together, Xander and Willow together, blah, blah, but you rarely see just Buffy and Cordelia interacting. Um, so I think that's fun. But on the flip side, I always forget this is the episode where Willow betrays me, <laughs> and I will never be over it. I will never come to peace with it. It is basically that I am a leaf on the wind, uh, and that, I'm going to be bitter about that it forever. Level? Yeah. I <laughs> hate... I hate Xander. I hate that Will holds a torch for him. And I hate that the moment she finally gets this really great relationship in her life of someone who actually appreciates her for who she is and did immediately, she fucks it all up, throw it down the drain for a garbage person. Mm. Why would you do that, Willow? <laughs> for plot. <laughs> I hate it. I yeah, don't, it I don't find it compelling. I don't find it interesting. I don't find it like love to hate it. I'm just like, I wish we didn't have to slog through this again. Fair enough. <laughs> That didn't just happen. No, I mean, it did, but he didn't. Because I respect you and us, and I would never. I would never either. It must be the clothes. It's a fluke. It's a clothes fluke, that's what it is. And there'll be no more fluking. Not ever. We gotta get out of these clothes. Right now. Oh, I didn't mean. I didn't mean either. (laughs) I think that's that's exactly (laughs) how I feel as well. It's just, this is going to be quite tedious mm-hmm. uh, even though i can intellectually say okay i get it i understand what you're doing i mean knowing what's to come really makes that moment i think much much worse just because i also just hate how it was all done i hate that they're together in the room trying on clothes like i don't i don't care how close you are as friends that's not something you're doing when you're fucking seniors in high school i'm sorry you're just not so well, that, that, that furthermore, for sucked. her to put on what is a shapeless black potato sack, <laughs> for, and, I've heard to be like, oh. and the only interest in that dress is the back because it has like a low V. Xander doesn't even see that, and he's just like, whoa! Like she hasn't put on makeup, she hasn't changed her hair, she just put on a black potato sack that goes all the way to the ground, shows nothing of her figure, and he's like, oh my god, I've never seen you before. You're gorgeous and stunning, and let's make out right in this moment. Maybe he loves just flat potato sack. I just what? Right. Yeah. so uncompelling I don't believe it like I don't think her putting that on would lead to him opening his eyes and being like I'm finally seeing you in a new way and hey that girl who is she she's an exchange student I think she's from South America no not her the Eskimo I liked seeing her in the dress that was nice I liked him in the tuxedo, too. I get it. It's like it's really cute that like, hey, we were just kids growing up on the street playing Play-Doh. And now look at us. We're wearing suits and stuff. And that's really cute as a friend, as friends. It's really cute as friends. Like if they had that moment and it stopped, Mm -hmm. I would have been like, okay, whatever. But you guys are special friends. But like the fact that it's like just to shoehorn it. That sucks. I mean, you you mentioned earlier off pod that you like there was no longing glances. There was no nothing. There was really no lead up because all we've been led to believe is that she's over. Yeah, Xander. she's completely over Xander. And Xander and was both never entrenched into in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. So for this to just happen suddenly. Mm-hmm. Or he's into it when he's desperate, fluke. when he's really desperate. And like he's not desperate right now. Not at this moment, because that's Xander. He'll try to grab onto anything just to right. not fall. But that's not where he's at. And Willow is over. Xander has made that turn so i just why i don't why didn't something happen between the two of them to make them come together then it would feel more organic but that's that's the most annoying part of it it's not even well done well and then in addition to that not only were they willow over him and xander never into her but this isn't like and now suddenly the realization of this is like the forever relationship and they're meant to be together it's like no and then we're over it because we really like the other people better anyways like It was just such a throwaway drama. Oh, but I it's tedious. to mention in the first, this is the first time Willow ties Xander's bow tie. She'll tie it again in Hell's Bells when they go to get married to Anya, but then doesn't get married to Anya. Uh, this episode... Almost <laughs> as if Willow tying Xander's bow tie is a bad idea. <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> Willow, can I, can I get your bow tie? No, stop, stop. <laughs> I need to learn how to do this myself, Willow. <laughs> it ruined every moment. Right, she's an enabler. Oh my God. Willow oh, is no. to blame for all of oh, Xander's no. shortcomings. <laughs> That's what Xander would say. Uh... As someone who wears bow ties often, it's really fucking hard to tie one on somebody else. I don't know if I could do it. I remember I tried to on that teddy bear once, and I had to like get yeah, behind the teddy bear. Because I mean, really I think hard. it's just the way that you're used to tying it. If you learn to tie it facing someone, that would probably be the way you would be comfortable. Fair. 
So this episode, for some reason, makes me, I, I felt very much aware that these people were in high school. You lose that a lot. I think it's easy to just be like, oh, our characters, to me, they're they're ageless when I watch it. I just, I feel like since I grew up with the show, I watch it over and over again. Every time I watch it, they're just my age in my head. Like, I don't consciously be like, oh, they're 30 also. But it's just like, I don't think of them as high schoolers after a while. And they're, so they're dealing with the adult situation so much, like so much death. And mm-hmm. even though we don't ever make it a very serious, at least not for the most part, uh, we're still dealing with serious themes. So I, I forget they're in high school. I think just because the theme of this episode is homecoming. I don't know what it was about it. And her just like going around high school and like doing mm-hmm. the yearbook stuff or like the database things for all the, the students. Oh, I don't know. It, it just like very much there in high school. Yes. Uh, so that was kind of a weird moment for me. And I, I have a hard time keeping that in perspective. And I also, since I didn't have a uh, high school experience, mm-hmm. it's, I, I can't ever gauge if this is realistic or if like how much, uh, artistic license Hollywood takes. So I thought it would be a good idea for no. us to learn about homecomings. I'm going to show you how it's done. I'm going to run for homecoming queen and I'm going to win. This is starting to be sad. Sorry, Cordy. But you have no idea who you're messing with. What, this slayer? I'm not talking about the slayer. I'm talking about Buffy. You've awakened the prom queen within. And that crown is going to be mine. Did you have a homecoming? Yeah, we did. I just it was nothing like this. There was not nineties music playing as people walked through halls and they montages. weren't montages. No, yet. I didn't didn't notice any montages. No, I mean people put up like little posters, but like they're they're almost like they're putting it out there as if they're like running for class president. Like Buffy right. puts up a photo of like her being all serious. Hers was the a, best for what it's worth. But what is it? What is that? <laughs> what is happening? So I don't understand any of that. Because for me, it's aren't you just winning a popularity contest? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I do have a couple questions before you start. Uh, one, as a senior, don't you kind of submit a senior photo? So Buffy missing photo day wouldn't necessarily be that big of a deal. Like, couldn't she just slide them her little poster pic and be like, that's the one? Put, put my quote, sign, seal, deliver, bye. Like, did you participate in your we, book? Your we all year? dressed up. And We're you had your photos in. taken? We had our photos taken. At school? At school. Okay. I think if you were to do something like that, you would have to go and get it professionally done and with a like tie. Every, everybody had oh. little bow ties. We didn't actually have to wear them, but they just put... <laughs> just It's all a lie. They just put little half cutout things over us oh. to make us look like we had on. Weird. <laughs> Don't know. That's okay. so funny. Did you send in your photos? Did you take them at school? Um, most people did. I did not. Which, and I which also one? send in or take it at school. Well, everyone took their photos at school. Okay. So there were two photos Sorry. essentially. Everyone took their photos at school, and then most of the seniors would then also pay a professional photographer or some facsimile of for Eastern Oregon standards to take a photo of you standing next to a train track or a bush or <laughs> leaning on the hood of a car or whatever it was that you felt like spoke to your true self as yes. a high school senior. So you get Possibly. two pictures? No. And then you could choose which one you would want to put uh, gotcha. as your, and then essentially you'd, you'd pick your favorite photo and then use that in the yearbook as your like class photo, but they might use the school taken photo and other things yeah Yeah. um but so i did not submit senior photos that i had taken myself outside of school and i also forgot that it was senior photo day on the day so i'm forever immortalized in my school senior yearbook wearing a care bear shirt nice (laughs) (laughs) yep i think that's why they were like we're not gonna fucking let anyone know That that happened, so we're just gonna throw some shit on people yeah. and make them. Yeah, so, so it's we reason. didn't have a choice though. They, they you'd got a picture no matter what if you were there. Now, in, if you're gonna pay for it and ha- own it, if your parents want it, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But the school is taking your photo yeah. and it's it's in your book. It's gotcha. done, yeah, yeah. Okay. You'd have to pay to get your own copy of it, but yeah. the school, but they'll take it anyway. yeah. But I feel like Buffy could have probably submitted something. That's oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you miss it. You miss it. It's like, man, we're and still well within the time frame. Usually, I feel like frame. they would have like a makeup day where they you do. could go back because there'd always be a couple always. of kids that would miss for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Oh yeah, my eighth grade yearbook. I missed the photo day, and they just stopped me in the hallway and took a picture of me. It looked like a fucking mugshot. It was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of people in our senior senior yearbook that's just a photo not available yeah, yeah, so or we, something yeah. that we just didn't have one of them it's amazing okay. that they would even so. put them in it's just wow. we um i also went to a very small school you went to a very small school you went to a pretty pretty large school yeah, these are my yearbooks right here 
holy moly, those are yeah, like textbooks. Mine's about 40 pages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> those are my elementary ones over there that are like 40 pages. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, well. yeah, that's more like yeah. <laughs> my senior year book. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a bu- business, man. It's like get in, yeah. get out. It's like a whole day you're fucking doing it, so. Wow. Yeah. My... Uh, only experience with homecoming is in band, I think, in ninth grade because we would do like do the march for the football game because there was a football game. Is mm-hmm. that yes? Yes. I think I should learn about homecoming. Let me t- tell me about homecoming. All right, let me. It's tell time you. to learn. <laughs> homecoming is ironically not actually originally a high school event; it was a college event. Okay, mm-hmm. kind of like so, uh, Sadie Hawkins. Sadie Hawkins, and it's still a really big deal in colleges. So I'm mostly going to talk about the college aspect of it, but. Essentially, homecoming started sometime at the turn of the 19th century. No one really knows when it happened. A bunch of schools claim they were the first school to have a homecoming. Um, But essentially, the homecoming is, as you would expect, people coming home. Essentially, they're invited back to their alma mater for the first football game of fall. So people that had graduated their college would come back with the idea of donating money to watch their football team play a game against a rival school and they would throw a big party and every year it would start getting bigger but so um university of missouri claims they invented homecoming in 1911 um but baylor university says they started it in 1909 and the university of illinois says they started theirs in 1910 and have done it every single year except for 1918 when the flu Ruined it. <laughs> and they canceled it. Yes. <laughs> and so essentially it's this, yeah, tradition of like the graduates from the college coming back for the school, um, school's first football game of the season. They'll usually have a parade and a dance and homecoming court, which is what Buffy and Cordelia were running for. So you really are giving out money, huh? Is that any more tacky than your faux I'm shy but deep campaign posters? Yes. Now, is that for the students or is that for the previous? This is for the students. Because that wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the previous... Previous people just come back and donate money. A bunch of forty-five-year-olds. Yeah, like, <laughs> <I'm the king." laughs> yeah, so it's the students. And homecoming court is usually made up of a king, queen, prince, princess, duke, and duchess. Oh shit! Uh, so we got rid of the monarchy. That's the history. Why? We had homecoming for about a solid hundred years. Once it got invented, it spread pretty quickly. Universities realized, hey, this is a great way to make money because. Yeah. Yeah. People that enjoyed going to school want to come back and will be more likely to donate money. And then shortly after that, high school started adopting it as well. Can you mention uh, like kids in the 1910s? I mean, this is like the only chance you can like be around a girl in a a space that you're. Yeah. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure that that's a thrill of a lifetime. But now it's like whatever. No, I mean, I didn't even go. I went to. One one time, so um, is the the king, queen, prince, princess thing? Is that based on your school, cl- like your class year? Like the seniors would be the kings and queens, or is that like every grade has the the six? Um, well, I think it's just one across the board, and then you get voted for. Gotcha. Who is what? Uh, so. Anyways, my school, every school has different unique traditions. I don't know if your school had any. It sounded like it was pretty basic. My yeah. school, we would decorate our... Mm-hmm. So each hallway would decorate their their hallway, each class, in a theme. And you'd pick the theme every year. And it, each class would have a different theme. So like one year, our theme was under the sea. So you'd tape construction paper all I over. Totally, I remember that. Iconic, this definitely happened, yeah. Construction paper all over the um, lockers and cover it with fish. Mm. And you'd just be like, yeah. And then we'd have um, dress-up days where it'd be like red day where you're supposed to just dress in red from head to toe or like pajama day or something. Yes, yes. Spirit week. Yes. yes. Yeah, spirit week, yes. essentially. Holy so that like shit. merged in a homecoming for us. Um, and a lot of high schools do that. They'll have a week-long festivity. So I thought it would be fun to talk about college's most unique traditions yeah. for homecoming. The University of Florida has the Gator Growl. I don't know if you've heard of this. No. No. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, basically, it's the biggest student-run pep rally in the world. I mean, they do, like, shut down the main, <laughs> like, street that goes through the whole campus. Mm-hmm. That's, like, I mean, it's a highway. It's highway for one, I think. Uh yeah, there's people just in the street. Like, you can't drive your car because they just walk in the street. I don't know if that's part of that. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's the biggest student-run pep rally in the world. It takes 200 student employees and 500 student do- 
volunteers that spend over a thousand hours of labor to coordinate it. It's lights, fireworks, comedy shows, and music that has attracted such noble names as the Steve Miller Band, Snoop Dogg, Sugar Ray, <laughs> Carrot Top, and Larry the Cable Guy. Holy wow. shit. I know. It's a stunning lineup. Couldn't even get Tom Petty or less than Jake. They've also had Robin Williams, so that one would have been pretty cool. <laughs> just hold it during the um, best. It just ended. But apparently they used to have it the night before the game. First off, the origins of this is Dad's Day. This used to be a men's only college. And one day a year, the dads were invited to hang out with their sons. And um, <laughs> that's what they used to do. And this kind of grew into, in 1916, let everyone come. And it turned into the Gator Growl. But they would hold it the night before the first football game in the stadium where they have the football game. The swamp. <laughs> I just think it's rather odd that a nation that prides itself on its virility should feel compelled to strap on 40 pounds of protective gear just in order to play rugby. And it would take them all night after the party to clean up so that they could hold the football game. So finally they realized this is ridiculous and moved to the, the party. <laughs> wow. Um, so I thought that was really funny. And then Howard University has Yard Fest, which is their version of the same idea. It's a big... Um, party essentially, and it showcases hip hop legends like Notorious B.I.G., oh, yeah. Jay Z, DMX, Jules Satana, Kanye West, Ghost Faced Killa, and Drake have all performed there. Wow! Wow! All right, uh, Virginia Tech has the Game Ball Run. <laughs> they used to. <laughs> <laughs> they used to take the football they were going to use in the game before the game and have everyone in the school touch it. They'd run it around the campus and then run it to the game, which apparently wasn't where the campus was. And now they, it's supposed to be carried approximately 100 miles around campus before Holy they finally shit. have the game so everyone can touch it and give their good mojo. If they see anybody, they'll just start screaming, game ball, game ball, game ball. Gosh, when you see them running by, you're like, well, I better touch it really fast because it's going to run away. I'm sure to spread disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably at the end just put the ball away and they're like, I'm not using that fucking ball. All right. <laughs> and finally, I've saved the best for last. They're both mattress related. Oh, no. <laughs> Homecoming traditions. Oh, no. oh, no. The first one is Ball State, which is in Muncie, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Beautiful city, I've heard. <laughs> it's called the Bed Races. Which is exactly what it sounds like. People take their bets out on the street and race them like it's a soapbox derby. Oh this my also God. started. This started in the 80s. Oh, Apparently it was weird. fraternities just like, I don't know, being fraternities. They thought it was funny. But now it's a school-sponsored event where they actually open up welding workshops so you can make a super bed to push it on the <laughs> street. <laughs> The uh, photos of it look really fun. It's like oh one guy holding onto the bed and like eight people pushing him, and he's like, ah! <laughs> down the one hill in Muncie. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. All right. And the last mattress themed homecoming tradition is at Brigham Young University, BYU in Utah. They have um, Y Mountain. Mm-hmm. which is apparently a giant Y built into the side of a mountain. It's huge. It's bigger than the Hollywood sign in Hollywood. Wow. Just the one letter Y. And... It was Mormons. <laughs> I love it. Uh, in 1924, they would... They started this... I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> funny. They started this tradition called lighting the Y, where they would walk up the mountain with mattresses, soak them in kerosene, Holy and light shit. them on fire. <laughs> So oh that the Y God. would glow with fiery mattresses for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so yes. Do they still um, do it? No. Oh, they good. stopped doing it because in 1985, they were like, maybe after doing this for 60 years, we were pushing our luck and we should stop lighting mattresses on fire. <laughs> so they installed lights. And so then it became this race where you would have to run up the hill with a light bulb and be one of the first 150 people that could screw the light bulb in to light the Y. But in 2016, they installed LEDs. So now <laughs> just pretend like you are. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, technology. Just want them to burn down the forest by accident, you know? Isn't then that they'll hilarious? That's I just, insane. I can't believe they Who didn't cause the first damage? person that was like, how many mattresses do we have? Because <laughs> I have the best idea. It was probably a Mormon kid dragging their mattress up to the top of the mountain because they can't be with girls in real life. 
And then they got caught, and they're like, no, no one was here. And then they fucking I was just burned the mattress. Like this on fire. <laughs> like this on fire. Oh, that's a great idea. I need to get rid of my mattress, too. Why don't we coordinate a day? Boom. That's how traditions are born. Holy shit. Yes. That's um, amazing. Were you making a Parks and Recreation joke with that Muncie and Neander line? Is that what that was? No. Okay. Wait a minute. No. That is not the graph. That's a picture from my vacation to Muncie. You went on a vacation and you chose Muncie, Indiana? Yeah. My wife and I have a timeshare. In Muncie? Tom, Muncie is a lovely city. But you guys had traditional college stuff. Did Did you do, was there homecoming in college? Because I've never heard of that. They, there might have been. Oh, we didn't have a football team. So I mean, oh, we got a football it, team again in 2000. Uh, when I graduated in 2009. At Old so, Dominion? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So now I'm sure they do because they have a football team. I think there is a link between those. Football if they yeah. did have that, I certainly did not know about it. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think you need to go to some of the more traditionally like school. college mm. colleges. Like OSU has a big homecoming thing, Oregon State University. But the three colleges I went to, like PCC and Lewis and Clark, both don't have a football teams. So yeah. there wasn't a homecoming. And PSU does have a football team, but Go also, Vikings. like, no one cares. Right. And commuter schools are tough. And, to use a com- and commuter like, school, none so. of those schools have fraternities or anything of the, like, pep rally sort of, like, let's get in the spirit and throw parties type groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of that helps because like osu they have like greek row where all the houses are right, where right. everyone in sororities and fraternities lives and that's where a lot of like the homecoming parties happen and ku did that you know yeah uh, so i think Kansas, if you're so. in like a more traditional school you would have one even if you aren't lighting mattresses on fire gotcha True. well i mean clearly since they still do the gator girl thing that True. they do that mm-hmm. it's inertia it's tradition it's like it'll never stop because it just somewhere in the past it happened you know right. it's been a hundred years i mean that's nuts yeah, Those are I the didn't things realize. people cling on to. So. Holy moly. Okay. Yeah, it's wild. Hello. How stupid are you people? She's a slayer. I'm a homecoming queen. All right. Well, to get back in the mood, I think we should yell about some shit. Yeah. Um, if Angel's getting better, why can't he still button his shirt? <laughs> Ooh, bonus. Buffy wearing Angel's jacket. The entire thing with Buffy going to meet Angel and like giving him a 64 ounce of blood <laughs> was absurd. But Big then just goal. like... Uh, She's like mad that he won't, he can't ask her to the dance. But then it's like, I have, I have Scott now. His name is Scott. <laughs> yeah, like it's just so yeah. dramatic. And the jump cut to them breaking the up was, was fantastic. the yeah. best. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I don't really know what to think about Scott anymore. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's over. Whatever. Yep. No, that's it. We never, uh, never see him again. Really, after even mm-hmm. after all the, the faith going up and like egging him on Which, and stuff, more like, OTP evidence. Oh, the faith in Buffy. It's it, Buffy is strong. Buffy is strong in this episode. Oh, <laughs> gross. Why would you say that? <laughs> That's disgusting. They have like the the training, they're bonding, and then she sticks up for a girl. Like I'm on scared. board with Creepy Pete, but let's not make <laughs> Buffy a thing. Or I didn't do that. The Ooh. internet did no, it. No, 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 no. Pete. We need to stop that. <laughs> oh, Creepy Pete. Uh, all I have I is R.I.P. Fuck you, Scott Hope. All caps. Stacia. <laughs> the yearbook was like story of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are people like that i feel like at every school where that is true <laughs> yeah and that lends a little bit to the we were not riding the buffy train for a while Ooh, phrasing i stand by my phrase uh we get confirmation willow concedes that buffy's welcome home party was a disaster because it ended with quote unquote they were killed by zombies so that's a real thing it's yeah man they died i know but <laughs> it's not just like we all just forgot like not a gas leak. It happened. It happened. What? <laughs> it's pretty intense. This is the most shoddily run mercenary group of all time. Mr. Trick does not provide them with any kind of dossiers. It's clear because they don't fucking know who Faith is. Are they a mercenary group? No, they're not a group. They're just like a... a he put out a call into the world and was like, hey, do you want to make some fucking money? We're all going to play a game where whoever kills this person, these people, uh, wins all the pot of money. You ha- Entry fee is 100000 bucks. Yeah. None oh. of this is explained. But yeah, that's I totally thought, what it is. I yeah. always thought it was you pay so you can have the chance to kill them. Right. But I think you win. That's why he's like, I win. Or, I mean, maybe You win actually, by killing them. Yeah. Right? Okay. But I think that you get money. But maybe not. Even either way. Yeah. But they don't, nobody knows, because it's the Germans, the Schleichengeiger brothers that, uh, <laughs> that are driving the limo when they pick up Faith and, or God damn it, Buffy and Cordelia. And they should know that it's not Faith getting into the car when they drive her to the cabin. That's still not Faith. Literally none of the people involved in the competition 
No, it's not faith. Like, none of them know. They should be been informed way before this who their targets were, what they fucking looked like. Where's the strengths and weaknesses? Buffy did a better job preparing to be a homecoming queen than Trick did setting up this fucking competition. And to have the Welcome gravitas of saying, Slayer Best 98, and they have your own little fucking demo 98. video, and not do the little <laughs> bit of legwork that you need to set this up is just, like, infuriating. Okay, well, let's talk about the fact that if they had actually captured two Slayers, how fucked everyone would have been immediately. I mean, maybe. <clears throat> Maybe. They probably could have taken it. I mean, probably. Obviously, they wouldn't have taken it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of them died anyway. What's funny, though, is that the world used to have these mercenary bands that would go out and do the job for you. They were called the three, and now they've been completely That's fucking right. <laughs> put onto the side because they're a joke. That's so right. So now we have to invent competitions to take out people. Instead, we used to have an institution. The dregs, Mr. Bands, Mr. Bands, Mr. Trick's band of idiots. It's incredible. Yeah. Slayer Fest 98. What is a Slayer Fest, you ask? Well, as in most of life, there's the hunters and the hunted. Can you guess where you two fall? From the beginning of this tape, you have exactly 30 seconds. No, that's 17 now. To run for your lives. Faith. Buffy. Have a nice death. Um, I loved Cordelia's poster. Her slogan was, you get more with core. (laughs) Two Sunnydale pennants, really? Willow on the wall. She's got two Sunnydale pennants. What the fuck? Okay, pedantic. (laughs) I just feel like she's not the type to... to, to, Do you think so? Nobody can be proud of that fucking I know, but also... Maybe she's proud she survived two years of that school. (laughs) She's just marking time with the pennants. She's like, that's another one. Underneath it just scratched and like blood and tears. She's got... How many days? Is it pennant day yet? As Willow goes, so goes my nation. Easy, darling. These things go through you faster than my grandpa's chili. Oh, Oh, I love when Giles comes in and he's like, We have to find Buffy. Something terrible's happened. Just kidding. I thought I could be a scare. Those finger sandwiches. (laughs) <laughs> that's adorable yeah, that's adorable and then he got knocked out later Giles oh he's on some shit 10 of 10 spoiler uh, <laughs> Candy Gorge gets stabbed in the belly button Amazing. and bursts into dust maybe her heart is in her stomach yeah who knows <laughs> besides I look cute in a tiara oh the gun thing was just absolutely fucking ridiculous Buffy mm-hmm. holding that every time they showed her with the gun she just it's just like a uh, this awkward thing and the entire reason she was holding that gun because she doesn't ever actually shoot it she, when she goes to fire it it uh, doesn't actually fire it jams mm-hmm. was so that she could do the badass motherfucker moment of cocking the shotgun that was literally the whole reason that scene existed I also felt like when she did that it wasn't a very good part of the dialogue no it was a really clunky the whole yeah. thing I mean uh, Cordelia with the spatula and all that stuff was cute, but like, yeah, the, any of the, the gun should have not been in the scene at all. It was rough. Is Buffy's uh, homecoming poster uh, still from? I know you did last summer because it very looks like <laughs> <laughs> cinematic. Probably, I don't know, right? Probably. Can you imagine the logistics of getting a TV with battery power out to play a VHS tape on? with the click of a keyboard and then self-destruct. I know there's the a of lot of technology going on. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for the Germans and the old man. Yeah. Well, don't forget the old man. I mean, he doesn't know what GPS is yet, but surely he can get people down to quadrants. That's good enough, I suppose. Although at the end it really amps up because before it was just quadrants. We don't know exactly where they are. And somehow he can read the telephone line, which is not a thing. But then at the very end, he was real timing exactly where the Germans were to shoot one another. Oh, yeah. How did he get that jump in technology like that? We'll never know. And then he just gets, Trick just gets got from his house. We, You say we never see the old man again. No, oh, yeah, no, we don't. What the hell? What, what was the whole point? Yeah, while we're on the subject, character update. Lyle Gorch is still alive, never seen from again. He doesn't even show up in the expanded universe. Uh, the old man, also never seen from again, but alive. Uh, doesn't show up in the expanded universe. Uh, Kulak, even though he dies, he is in an expanded universe comic, um, unofficial, not, so it's like a dark horse before they started doing the seasons. Uh, and yeah, Candy dead. So that's it. The Germans are dead, obviously. But, uh, oh my God, the Germans, 
The fact that people were murdered in a hallway in a fucking high school where people were on campus and just like no big fucking deal. We were shooting through shooting walls through at each walls, other. Yeah. Also, Buffy facilitated the murder of two people. Like, granted, she did not kill them, but like she's certainly complicit. And so I know they were attacking her. And I don't know that she would be convicted. But what I'm saying is that was a completely fucked up situation that we're just never going to talk Those about are again. Those bodies that are in the school. Yeah. Shooting up what looks like just shooting the walls. Yeah. And then how did they end up shooting each other? I mean, the mystery for the ages. No one would know except for Buffy and the old man. That's right. Oh, God. What did you two do to each other? Long story. Got hunted. Apparently not that long. Cordelia, in the end, just wanted to be the homecoming queen. She doesn't get why Buffy would want that if she has the slang. It's a very real moment. I really appreciate this moment. And then Buffy said that she wants it because she only has slang. And she wants to win as proof that she was chosen for something other than just being the Slayer. Uh, she wants to be able to look in a yearbook and say that she was there. And I just, the whole time I was thinking, do you think that she ever thinks about this moment when she's flying through a spaceship, in a spaceship <laughs> with Spike and <laughs> Commander Xander? Like, if only I had one homecoming well, that year. I so I could have and been, now I'm just remember that I was there. And like flying through space. I It's just very weird to think of the little tiny Buffy dreams to like whatever the fuck is Yeah, happening. I'm going to say no, considering all your books and the entire town of Sunnydale are a crater in the earth. <laughs> well, okay, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. Why is it every time I go somewhere with you, it always ends in violence and terror? Welcome to my life. I don't want to be in your life. I want to be in my life. What? There's the door. Please feel free to walk out at any time of your life. All I wanted was to be homecoming queen. And that's all I wanted to, Cordelia. Spend a year's allowance on this dress. I don't even get why you care about homecoming when you're doing stuff like this. Because this is all I do. Kelly, last week we set up a, a couple watches that we're going to be watching throughout the season. Uh, number one, button-down tank top watch for Xander. That happened. Oh, In this episode. oh we're, just, we're just checking them off. <laughs> Maroon jacket watch? No. Oh, no. no I didn't no. see it. Giles being mean to Oz watch? No, I didn't I didn't see that. I'm keeping a watch of it though. And then Anya watch. We do know when Anya comes, but Anya watch also unsuccessful. So those are our four watches. Do we have any new watches? What do you mean Giles being mean to Oz? When did that e- that didn't even really no, happen? I know you guys said it doesn't, but I, I'm really confused oh, oh, okay, that there's, okay, there's an animus there. I don't think so. Oh yeah, because when you he looks down at him and he's yeah. like naked in the thing, you're like, ah fuck that guy. Well no, it's just like he's very short with Oz last time. Okay. So anyways, Good to know. he thought Oz was a murderer. Well, some, I don't actually know what he thought. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. You just have to give me time. Do you I, have any more new watches? And anything I don't else think, to think so. Okay. Uh, Buffy's bangs. Buffy's bangs. Hang <laughs> alert. They will disappear. I guess we should keep an eye on them. Right. We'll keep an eye on the bangs. wider and wider and wider. And then, and they, then they get cut off completely. <laughs> okay, bang watch has commenced. She has, she's, she's struggling this season. Bang watch. She wants to look. <laughs> no oh my god um i guess we could do deputy mary alan finch watch oh. but that's it's not gonna be very long we can just have all the watches in the world <laughs> all right deputy mary Wait alan on. finch watch watch we're doing it watch watch let's do it no i'm not a friend i'm a rabid dog who should be shot but there are forces at work here dark incomprehensible forces and i'm sure they're more important than all we've been through together or the number of times that i've saved your life what do you want 15 minutes alone on your computer with Cordelia's database. Okay. How long was that fucking limo ride that they didn't realize that they weren't headed in the school direction of the school at all? Sunnydale's only so big and they were going forever. Did nobody even look out the goddamn window? Like, you guys should recognize the route from Buffy's house to the high school by now. Clearly, you weren't headed that way. How did nobody say anything? Dumb. They were fighting the whole time. Is that supposed to be like the... But surely you would know, even if you're fighting. You would think. You would I would think. think. Why not eat the whole cupcake? I mean, they aren't really... <laughs> oh, yeah. Why throw away the cupcake? Yeah. That was really For ridiculous. For a basket of what, candy? Yeah, you have them both. Have I don't, them both. I don't understand Did that. Did you catch the campaign music was fastball? Mm-hmm. Fire escape. No, no. And also, Buffy, she said, quote, making fun of your competition only makes you seem petty. Oh, Buffy, you don't understand what's going to happen in 2018. 
It's true. I'm gonna kill both you slayers for this! You hear me? I hear you, you redneck moron. You got a dress that goes with that hat? <laughs> Rip out my innards, play with my eyeballs, boil my brain and eat it for brunch? Listen up, needle brain. Buffy and I have taken out four of your cronies, not to mention your girlfriend. Wife! Whatever. The point is, I haven't even broken a sweat. See, in the end, Buffy's just the runner-up. I'm the queen. You get me mad? What do you think I'm gonna do to you? Later. Oh, everything Trick says on that video is fucking trash. Have a nice death. <laughs> Just like the most ridiculous, not serious. But I do love the font, the Slayer Fest font. It's pretty classic. Um, I also like that they showed it not as like a simulated image or like it went to footage of it. It, it was filmed looking at a TV. Like they played the TV playing and then oh, yeah. they shot it mm-hmm. from the TV. <laughs> when I went to the Slayer Fest, you could see the lights and the girl standing there in front of it. I was like, oh, that's nice. I'm yeah. glad you kind of did that from a point of view instead of... Okay, well, did anybody learn anything? I didn't learn anything. Be nice to your friends. <laughs> Don't wear mysterious corsages. Ooh. She did have a cr- Did you guys notice the corsage? She, she put it to her, her back. back. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if that was... I didn't know. If, is that a normal thing? It can't be a thing. Mm-hmm. You always put it in front. Maybe right. she just needed to put well, it there. She had like really at least small straps. At my there. school, uh, the men would pin it to their jackets and the women wore them as bracelets. Bracelets. Mm. So maybe that was it. On the wrist, that's right. Cordelia's wearing hers mm-hmm. on her wrist. Yeah, what she had hers on the small of her back. Yeah, I did. That was weird. Yeah, that's that's very strange. Oh, other side note, Cordelia looks great in that green color. She does. I think yes. Buffy's dress is great too. Hey, hi. How are you? You good? You look good. Anything new? Hey, did I mention you look good? Yeah. It's okay. No, <laughs> I saved up all year for it. <laughs> oh yeah, a fucking course. Joyce couldn't pay for Buffy's dress. A fucking course. Joyce better get a straight. With all her down. overtime at the gallery, you think she'd be swimming in cash? Absolutely. She made poor Buffy collect her little pennies from her allowance. Oh my which god! Which I find hard to believe that she gets in the first place. But yet, Joyce is going to get a five for not being in the episode. Look, man, them's the rules. I think it's time to rank this sucker. But before we do, I just want to remind you that we're a real podcast. We can find at Beat Me Pod everywhere: Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, BeatMePod.wordpress.com. Instagram, all the places, all the places you can find us. Uh, also have a playlist, Beat Me, hyphen, fun time playlist for podcast fans. Season three, if you want to listen to any Fastball. music that we put in our episodes, as well as Fastball, obviously, any music that's played on the show. <laughs> all right, let's rank the sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net. Given an eight because the Germans, GPS, databases, oh my God. Also, that cell phone modem trick, I think is legit, which is fucking crazy because that is like... Some high-tech stuff. Really? They basically made Wi-Fi. Yeah, I don't... It, yeah, because they have the cell phone connected mm-hmm. in. Some bizarre-ass shit. Yeah, they're basically mm-hmm. doing a tether. Like an old-school... They're basically doing like an old-school Wi-Fi tether. Yeah. They're dialing into a modem that's then giving an, a signal for the, the internet remotely. I guess. It just guess. doesn't work that fast. So it's definitely not able to work. If it does work, it's garbage. Yeah. We can all agree. <laughs> quadrants. That makes sense to me. Like, But the quadrant would be... Listen, they're in the Sunnydale woods. That, that's all I got for you guys. <laughs> oh, no, you guys drove them to the woods? Well, shit, that must be why I'm getting that reading. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got for you. That would be as precise they're as they get. Yeah. Joyce gets a five. Thanks, Joyce. Yeah, four. four. <laughs> for, you, for the dress? Has, come on, she didn't pay for the dress. I mean, get out of here. Yeah, I think what her absence this time is actively harmful. It is actively harmful. Joyce gets a five. Giles. <laughs> Ten. We fight. We try. Kidnapped. Knocked out. Finger sandwiches. <laughs> Adorable about Buffy wa- wanting Buffy to win homecoming. It, it was so cute. Like, I just, I want to be here for when, you know, uh, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, Monster of the Week, I gave it a six. Mr. Trick uh, really dropped the ball in this, <laughs> as I've ranted about. It's just really shabbily put together. But I do like Kulak's makeup. I thought the, like, Stegosaurus head and, like, the cool yellow paints and stuff was uh was really neat so that's why i gave it a six and not a five but oh i also really enjoy lyle's face i was trying to think of why i liked it so much i liked it in um back in bad eggs as well too i think it's because he has facial hair and we don't we i've talked commented about that before where we did see that tragic mustachioed vampire at one point but beyond that you don't really see vampires with facial hair so much i don't know and he's got such a big broad face it's really wide you can really see the details and textures of uh of the trans of the vampire transformation, so that's I, I like that stuff. It's a six. 
relationship goodness or badness gets a four. Everybody's kind of crap. I mean, Buffy and Cordelia make it there in the end. So they, yeah. you know, become friends and that's okay, but they, it's a rough road. Uh, Willow and Xander, awful. Um, Buffy and Scott break up. Not that it matters, but that's probably a bummer for Buffy. Obviously, it makes her sad. Uh, Faith and Buffy are great, though. And uh, Giles and Buffy are great. But overall, everything's... Because the, you know, Willow and Xander being gross is not just their little interpersonal relationship that's obviously going to affect Willow and Oz and affect Willow and Cordelia negatively, uh, massively so. So I gave it a four because I thought that these are bad things that have been set in motion. Um, Episode specific. And the winners are... Holly Charleston and Michelle Blake. 10 of 10. <laughs> because I think that's one of my favorite endings of a TV show ever. Just because it's it was subversive, I think, at the time. Because that wasn't such a trope now to do the thing you're not expecting. So you definitely wanted them to win. Like in the sweeping music. Well, and they're like, we have a co-champion. Yeah. First, first time ever in Sunnydale history. Two winners. Yeah. And, and Dylan. I love Dylan. And then they do the thing I like at the end of it where they're talking over the credits. For a second, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she says. She says. Like, like, uh, call her mom or that in speech or something like that. Yeah, she I mean, was like, I told my mom I wouldn't cry. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a great, I love those endings. Yeah. So that gives me 43 overall for the episode, which puts this at number two for the season, right behind uh, Faith Open Trick. Daniel, what do you what do you have for rankings? I rank this one really low before. I'm not going to do that this time. There are a lot of pluses, Buffy and Trick and the mayor. And the minuses are Xander and Willow, and also no, no such thing as institutions. The police or any kind are gone, and the weird bad guys make no sense, and it's all very strange. And I don't really, as much as it was fun to watch and it was fine, I'm not going to go crazy on it and make a mistake. Mm-hmm. So, 95. Yeah. It's low, but it's not as low as I imagine I put it before. It's lower than Even I in my anger. It. Huh? It's lower than I would put it, I think. Yeah. We don't we have really more like prom. We have prom. Prom's better than homecoming. Yeah, I guess so. I don't so. really care about the episode. It's just better as an event. You know, you want to go to prom instead of homecoming. <laughs> so let's keep homecoming down, prom up. Isn't prom like the last episode of the season? No, it's one of the last three though. from the end. Oh, okay. Maybe more. Okay. All right. Any final thoughts about homecoming? Season three, episode five? No? Yes? No? R.I.P. Scott Hope. R.I.P. Scott Hope. R.I.P. Lyle Gorch. R.I.P. everybody. They're just Um, gone. Lyle Gorch is not dead. Yeah, but neither is Scott Hope. But we're R.I.P. M.M. It's true. At least he gets a mention later. Scott Hope? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, in uh, Conversations with Dead People. Oh my God, that late. Mm -hmm. Season seven. Is he married to someone or something? No, Buffy's having a conversation with a vampire who was a therapist and used to go to high school with her. Um, and he's trying to get her to talk about his problems before he kills her. Uh, I don't know why, because the plot demanded. He's a therapist, the guy. The the vampire she's about to to why kill. Why didn't they just get the the therapist from the last episode who uh, got a god? Yeah, because he's dead. Isn't the other one dead? He's a vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, Sorry. Yeah, and he has a throwaway line that's like um, something about Scott Hope came out last year or whatever. Or like, yeah, I'm pretty, cause Buffy was talking about her past relationships and they brought up Scott and Scott's, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Scott told everybody you were a lesbian, which is hilarious. Cause he came out last year and it's like, what the fuck is happening in this episode? <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's it. Homecoming in the books. Uh, please do join us next week for episode six, which will be on the 10th. Right? Be what? The 10th. So please join us next week, November 10th, for episode 6. Band Candy, which is one of the best of the whole goddamn show. Get ready for some Joyce points. I'm excited. Oh, no. You should be excited. I'm going to be sick. I hate it already. I'm out. And then I bet she'll try (laughs) to give Giles no points because he's not acting very much like Giles. It's going to be fun. Going to be an interesting episode. Controversy. But my boy Ethan Rain. Excited. Whatever about him. This is one that's way up there too. I'm going to have a lot of choices next week. This Mm -hmm. is like the first true like. That would be a good Buffy spinoff if they made. I mean, they're talking about doing The Ripper before. But if they did that and they said it back in London and like Mm -hmm. the 80s, I guess he would have been 
In the 60s. Yeah, well, that's what they were wanting to do when yeah, they, they pitched the show. Yeah, they should do that. That would be so much fun. That would be really cool. I would like and then to he's see that. doing like black magic with his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why people wanted it because it was like one of the cool actual bits of lore that the show did and then didn't do it. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Angel instead. Well, it would be hard. You wouldn't be able to use Anthony Stewart head. Yeah, I think that was part of Like when they were kicking it around, that was one of the issues too is that they thought about doing maybe like a small mini series as British shows are want to do. It's like three or four episodes and that's it. You all, all you get with Anthony Stewart head, but that mm-hmm. would be... Wouldn't even make sense because he would have to be so much younger and now yeah. he's so old. Well, and then yeah. people and there's pitched. There's no Buffy characters at all. Like, but what if we'd caught him in his Nescafe gold blend years? I mean, Wouldn't he have made the perfect smoldering. ripper? <laughs> smoldering, indeed. We could just do a CGI. Maybe some someday soon, CGI would be so good that yeah. we could just bring back Nescafe gold blend, <laughs> put it into ripper mode, and just go all day long. Maybe. 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 Uh, thank you so much for listening. Daniel, say goodbye. See ya. Say say goodbye. Goodbye. See you next week. Goodbye. Peace. That's a very enterprising idea you have, Slayerfest. <laughs> I love that name, by the way. You see, that's the kind of initiative I need on my team. What if I don't want to be a part of the team? Oh, no. That won't be an issue. <laughs>